Hi, this is Jim Lyon, and you're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, Jay Harvey. How are you, Jim? Hey, I'm good, Jay. And hey, Mr. Harvey, I know you're married. How many years have you been married? 26. 26 years, you kid. I'm in my 42nd year of marriage. But no matter how you look at it, it's a transformative experience, right? I mean, That's one way to put it, yes. <laughs> life is never the same after right. you get married. That's and right. it's a good thing. That's been my journey. I know it's yours too. Sure. But as we're starting this new year, we're in just the second month of 2020, we here at Viewpoint are in a series called Saints and Heroes. And in this week of Valentine's Day, wow. we just have to talk about, well, St. Valentine. There you go. And that's what we're going to do today, and you're going to be maybe startled and inspired by the story of that guy who was named Valentine, and really it's all about marriage. When I say the word saint, Jay Harvey, what comes to mind? Immediately, I got to think of someone who has done a lot more good than I have, and is probably not alive anymore. There we go. I mean, I think you've captured what most of us think of when we hear the word saint. It's like a title. Like we might say Queen Elizabeth. We say Saint Boniface. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like like a title that's assigned to them because of the way they lived. And I think most of us in the popular imagination think of a saint as someone who's on a pedestal. You know, they're above us. They're better than us. They have lived before us. They're in heaven now. Right. We could never hope to be that good. Yeah. Uh, and we honor them because they were so good. And the truth is that there are many traditions of the Christian community that honor saints and kind of rank them. And you might even say venerate them or worship them. They honor them in a way that elevates them above the rest. In the Bible, saints is actually a term that describes anyone who is a Jesus follower, hmm. anyone who's born again. Uh, in their Christian faith and is striving to follow Jesus is called a saint. And so it's fair to say you could be alive today and be a saint. People who are following Jesus today are saints, not necessarily better than anybody else or worse than anybody else, but just followers of Jesus. And consequently, they're living in a righteous way because they follow Jesus and they're Mm. trying to be like him and so on. So in that sense of the term saint, uh, it's a kind of equalizing. Yeah. But historically and popularly, as you've referred to, you know, a saint is somebody who's like a wow. Mm-hmm. And there are great figures in history that are like wows. And we've been looking at the Church of England calendar, which sets aside days during the year to remember great men and women of faith. Saints, we might call them. Heroes, we might call them. There are many calendars in many different churches. The Roman Catholic Church has a calendar. The Eastern Orthodox Church has a calendar. The Lutheran Church has a calendar. Often the saints that are named in one calendar are named in the other, Mm -hmm. and days are set aside so that when we march through the year, we can just stop on that day and think about a story, a person's testimony, a witness that might inspire us. And so Mm -hmm. in this week of February, what saint can we talk about except Valentine? There you go. I mean, February 14th, etched into all of our deepest being as a day of romance, red hearts, boxes of chocolate and who knows what else. Mm. What do you think, Jay? Is that Valentine a real person? I think he is, and what I'm learning is is that there's a lot more to the story than I thought. Absolutely. In fact, the way we celebrate Valentine's Day today is rooted in some real history, but maybe it's a little bit, shall we say, divorced from the original tale. Okay, Jay Harvey, you think that Valentine's a real guy. Yeah. 
and he truly was. Yes. There's some mystery about uh, the details of his life, but there is an individual, a real person named Valentine mm-hmm. in ancient history who is remembered on the 14th of February. So since you know so much, mm. what century would you say lived in? About when? Uh, I would say around 270 AD. There you go, 270 AD. That's third century after mm-hmm. Christ. He was a Roman guy, mm-hmm. and he also was a Christian guy. Right. In fact, he was a pastor. Wow. And uh, he lived in a pretty tough time. He sure did. In those days, the Roman Empire was not necessarily welcoming to those who wanted to follow Jesus. You know, there were ups and downs in the Roman experience of Christianity in those early centuries of uh, the Christian era in the empire. And there were some times when the emperors would have kind of a laissez-faire attitude, hey, I don't care what you guys do, do what you want. At other times, there was overt persecution. Right. And during the life of Valentine, there was an emperor named Claudius, sometimes mm-hmm. called Claudius the Cruel, which mm-hmm. gives you a clue about the way he rolled. And Claudius went through some, you know, very draconian steps to govern the empire. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't always just anti-Christian. Sometimes he was just a bad guy all right. around. He was fighting a lot of wars, and he had a need to keep getting more and more troops because, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're winning the war, you've got some troops that are, you know, falling at the front lines, and he's he's trying to repopulate his troops, and he's finding fewer and fewer young men are wanting to sign up. He you know, has a conscription law where he forces people, but they run away. And he he gets it in his head that one reason that these young guys are not volunteering for military duty is they got married hmm. and they're distracted by their wives and they want to stay home and hang out with their wives. And so he actually goes through a period where he says, it's against a lot to get married. Hmm. But Valentine is a Christian pastor. And what do pastors do as a part of their job? They marry people. That's right. And it's not just for the honorarium. It's because (laughs) it's a really foundation stone, isn't it, of civilization. It's a noble thing. It's a sacred thing. Valentine was a Jesus guy. And he understood what Jesus said about marriage and how Jesus honored marriage and encouraged people to marry and how the New Testament and the writings of the Apostle Paul all affirmed marriage. And he saw it as a healthy and righteous outcome for human life and experience, and he refused to abide by the law that said people could not get married. He refused to bow before the emperor and and renege on the things that he had promised to do. So Hmm. he officiates at weddings anyway. Hmm. That's going to lead to trouble. Just how far we've come Knowing that for every step You were with us Kneeling on this battleground Seeing just how much you've done Knowing every victory Was your power in us Scars and struggles on the way can say yes our hearts can say
this battleground Seeing just how much you've done Knowing every victory was your power in us Scars and struggles on the way But with joy our hearts can say Yes, our hearts can say Struggles on the way, but with joy our hearts can say, Never once did we ever walk alone. Carried by your constant grace, held within your perfect peace. We here at Viewpoint are in a series called Saints and Heroes. As the new year dawns, we're taking inspiration and, and life from the stories of great people who have walked before us. And this week, we're looking at a guy named Valentine, Saint Valentine, as mm-hmm. people would say. We celebrate his life. We remember him, particularly his name, on the 14th of February each year. But why on the 14th of February? Why do you think that date is associated with this man named Valentine who lived in the third century of the Roman Empire. What do you think? Was it his birthday? No, sorry. Close. On the other end of the bookend, though, Uh it was his death day. It was the day he died. He was actually murdered. He was beheaded because he was a follower of Jesus who esteemed marriage and would officiate at Christian weddings when that was forbidden by the emperor. Wow. 
And from the earliest days of Christian civilization after the third century, that 14th day of February has been remembered as the day that Valentine was killed. There's another story that goes along with this, that he was jailed first and that the jailer's daughter was very kind and gracious to him, and that he actually wrote her a note before his death, which he signed as my Valentine. Ah. And so that might lead us to the whole concept of exchanging cards. But actually, as times marched on, spring is beginning to bloom in some parts of Europe, as in the ancient world in February, uh, in Seattle, where I grew up. By the time you get to Valentine's Day, you're going to see some flowering shrubs and things. And in and, and England, the same, has a summer climate. And it's an age when the birds come out, and there's a mm. lot of nesting and so on. And so romance is in the air. And so this Valentine's Day, his defense of marriage, the the story of the note signed by my Valentine, all of this merges over time into what we have today as this popular romantic thing, where I think a lot of people do not connect it to marriage so much as right. they connect it to just right. romance, even what you might say sexual ethics outside of marriage mm-hmm. and uh, relationships. But honestly, when we think about Valentine and what's happening, we're celebrating the life of a man who was completely devoted to marriage. He stood on a truth that is at the beginning of Scripture and at the close of Scripture. In the very beginning of Scripture, at Genesis, there's a word about this. What does it say in Genesis chapter 2? Genesis 2.24, Jim, says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. It's pretty simple and straightforward, isn't it? Right. It's actually a very vivid description, isn't it, of of a man and a woman coming together and that this is something established by God, a a pattern for human relationships, for marriage. And throughout the scripture, you see this affirmed. Jesus quotes from this same passage. He quotes it and affirms it in his own walk in the New Testament. And we have this idea in scripture always replayed that you should be faithful to the spouse of your youth. You know, you, you don't just trade partners up. You don't right. just jump from one thing to another. You, you develop a relationship, a man and a woman together in marriage that is a, a sacred and honoring thing by God, which brings us back to Valentine. Yeah. So what are some of the lessons of his life that we might draw as we celebrate his memory well, this week? One of the things I love about this, this Saints and Heroes theme is, is that, yes, you can learn some information about Valentine, and maybe the story would, would add to your things you can offer at parties and things like that to, to show people that you know something. But here's the deal. There is something that is rooted in Valentine that is helpful for all of us, and that is he was a Jesus guy. He was a a marriage guy. What he stood for were the same values and principles. So as we honor him as a saint or learn about his life, what we're really doing is drawing encouragement from someone long ago that esteemed Christ. Now that I can get behind. <laughs> that's that's a lesson for the year 2020. Right. But because he esteemed Christ and and valued the word that the scripture gave us in the Old Testament, he had that in hand as he is exposed to some of the letters of the apostles that were written and would be collected in the New Testament. As he did that, it's going to require him to defy some of the popular and legal customs of his age, right? because he finds that marriage has biblical grounding. It is a divinely appointed and ordained institution, Mm. and he is going to stand up for it. And so he's even going to defend the proposition of marriage at the cost of his life. It's it's a great sacrifice. I mean, I know people who are not 
willing to defend their own marriage vow mm-hmm. because their wife doesn't iron their shirts properly right. or the husband <laughs> is late home for dinner. I mean, there's things that right. you might think incidental compromise their commitment to marriage. This man, Valentine, is a stellar example of, no, no marriage is worth fighting for. Mm. And it's not always easy. And you might have to stand up in front of others and say, no, this is right. And your, your dismissing of marriage is wrong. And, and he's for that. All the way up until the end as well. If the, if, if the story is, is true about giving the letter to the jailer's daughter, he, he was a man of Christ because up until the very end, he did something good at the very end to someone that he could have turned the other way and said, you know, I'm in here because of uh, the people that you uh, associate with, and, and I'm going to write you a nasty letter. Well, no. He, she showed him kindness, and he esteemed Christ, so therefore, one of the last things that he did was, was write this, uh, this letter to the jailer's daughter. There's also a dynamic here that is about romance. Uh, romance, even divorced from marriage, you might say, that the Bible, the Bible and the, the revealed word that was in the hand of Valentine is filled with romance. Mm-hmm. And we don't often think of this, but when you look at a book like Song of Solomon, which is an mm-hmm. Old Testament book, I mean, it is purely a book about a romance between a man and a woman in very, again, vivid, descriptive terms, uh, things that are almost startling when we get through the cultural veneer of the language and we really think, wow, they really said that in the Bible? Mm. But it's esteeming this idea about human sexuality, mm-hmm. about a sexual relationship, about the wonder of human interaction in a romantic frame within the boundaries of marriage that is everywhere valued in Scripture. Mm. And Valentine said, I'm for it. I'm willing to stand up for that. And we need to be a people in this year, 2020, where we say, we're for that too, Mm -hmm. where we're willing to stand up for that and to to proclaim to people, it's worth cementing a lifetime with someone to experience the wonder of your sexuality that God designed. That's, That's a truth that Valentine in the third century after Christ surrendered his life to defend. Hmm. That's something we should also affirm because we live in an age where that's being dismissed. And in the age of Valentine, the emperor Claudius was not telling his young soldiers that they couldn't have sex. Mm-hmm. He was telling them, you just can't get married. Right. And we live in an age today where there's a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what? You don't need to get married. It's not really relevant. It's a box. We need you for other things. Don't tie yourself down. And Valentine said, no, 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 wait a minute. There's something deeper and better, more sacred than that. Well, this Valentine's Day, maybe you're single and you're wondering, will there be anyone who notices me? Maybe you're married and you're wondering, what have I done? (laughs) Maybe you're in a dating relationship where you feel like, I'm so glad to be in this company, but I'm not sure where it's going to lead. Maybe you have been married or you used to have a relationship and now you find yourself by the curb again. I mean, life is complicated. Hmm. But wherever you are this Valentine's Day, we want to encourage you to be like Valentine. Be a Jesus guy or a Jesus gal. Be somebody who stands on some truths that have been proved to over time that marriage is a foundation stone of society. It's a righteous and a sacred thing. And be willing to stand up for it. Because in all of the interactions of human experience, there are few things that can ever speak more completely to the divine than a marriage that is made in heaven. Hmm. How do you get there? Start with us right now in prayer. Take a deep breath and pray with us.
Our Father, we're so thankful today that you have made us fearfully and wonderfully, as the psalmist would say, that we are complex beings and that we have so much capacity to know and to be known, to love and to be loved. And we thank you for the way in which you know us and you love us and for the way in which you have wired us. We're thankful for the gift of human sexuality and for romance that can be ours. We know, Lord, that it's not always easy walking through life to find just the right partner, to be in the company of people that are just right for us, and that's a struggle. And there may be some in our prayer today, Lord, who find themselves alone who do not want to be, or maybe who find themselves yoked to someone that they do not want to be. We pray, Lord, that all of us, no matter what our status, married or single, uh, formerly married, wherever we are, that we will become Jesus' people that we will be surrendered into the life and the law and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, made new by him. And becoming a follower of Jesus, Lord, help us to navigate our station in life, whether we be single, whether we be married or formerly married, or whatever it might be. Help us to walk with Jesus through that. I pray that you will help nourish us and reassure us and bring life to us. We pray that this Valentine's Day will be filled with romance, righteous romance. We thank you for the testimony of Valentine and the willingness that he had to stand for his faith, for his Lord, and for the gift of marriage. May we be lights like that too, and that in this year 2020, may there be people who look at us and say, the world is better because of the way in which they stood as Jesus' people. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
If you'd like to know more about how you can follow Jesus, if you'd like to know more about Valentine's Day or about anything, if you have a prayer request, just give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're right by the phone, always ready and willing, able to take your call. I know, Jay, that some people may not want to dial up just yet, but can they check us out online? Where would they go? Absolutely, they can. They can just go to www.cbhviewpoint.org. That's right, CBH, that's Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are, cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there. Send us an email. We will reply. Or the last, if you prefer, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. We'll even take your Valentine. Hey, Jay, thanks yeah. for coming alongside. Don't forget to get home and do something for your wife that's fun, that will esteem her, value her, and just make her know she's the best in the world. And hopefully I'll keep my head in the process. <laughs> Same right back at me. I need to be careful there, too. <laughs> For all of you listening, thanks for being with us. We hope you'll join us again next week. As always here at Viewpoint, we want to help you see your world from heaven's view. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Happy Valentine's Day, and stay tuned.